This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. I am not a cheerleader. I am a free woman. <laughs> This feels delightful. What, having a little bit of extra space? Or I was, being back with me? Yeah, being back with you That's is what I was nice. going to say. Yeah. Although, she's treating me now. Yeah, we've moved to the living room. She's been me into her room and letting the guests fucking record in here. Yeah. So much nicer in here. Since we discovered that actually it sounds okay when we record in the living room, we were just sort of... Well, I thought Laura's episode was one of the best sounding ones yet, mm. personally. Yeah, it sounds pretty... Yeah, she's got know a lovely she, voice she to know, listen yeah, to. Yeah, she sounds comfortable. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'm really nervous. But then when you get her talking, yeah, she, she likes to talk and I like to listen. So yeah, yeah it works. She she forgot that Mike was there, didn't she? But it does feel like ages since we've done this. Yes, and I'm snotty. I've got a cold. You had a cold last time. Last time we were together, I had yeah. a cold. You don't sound as bad as I sounded, I don't think. No. The thing is, I think I, I sound okay until, you know, you have that one big gush of snot and you really need to blow your nose, like just mm-hmm. now. Gush is a, a good word for that. I'm sorry that I'm putting my snot, snotty tissue on your... Um, Hey, listen. Soundproof you, blanket, but you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do, do what you yeah. gotta do. I so. mean, we do have a bin, so you don't have to do that. But you know, it's fine. What are we doing today? I'm so excited We're about doing this. Sadie J. Yeah, we this are. This one's been a long time coming. I think I had this one in mind when you first suggested the idea to me. I remember going to Madrid where you were living yes. for a year, and we spent before we went out of an evening we watched an episode of sadie J. we did and it shocked me because we were talking about it and like you okay apart from laura you are the last person that i would expect to remember sadie J. yes because it was like coming to the end of our childhoods yes and it's also not the thing i would expect you to watch no i watched sadie J. as it was released every series of it wow and it stopped being released in 2013 which i was 14 in that for me i mean it it's absolutely fair if you were a, th- a normal 13 year old watching sadie j but for me for you no i was you too old see- at that age i was too old to be watching something like that and yeah i still enjoyed it you can see where i'm coming from like saying that you are probably the last person yes. to yeah why is that? Like, why? What did you I like watched, about it? Because I watched adult TV. That's why. I mean, but what did you like about? Why did you watch Sadie J? Well, I remember when I was younger, I was like a bit of a snob about you know, like media that I consume. Not anymore. That's not gone anymore, out the window. Not, not anymore. But like, I was quite a snob about like the music that I would listen to, 
um i was quite a bit of a snob about the tv like i wouldn't watch kids tv because i was a bit of a snob about it like i was very late to the high school musical game because even Mm -hmm. even well i think my mum thought it was a bit ridiculous and was a bit about it so i was as well and then when i actually got around to watching it i really enjoyed all of it not that my mum had any fucking right to be snobby about (laughs) any kids tv or anything like that because she watched kids tv and she fucking loved twilight as well so it's like yeah you really pick and choose what you're snobby about vicky you've got no fucking right you're like love island selling sunset and last week we both watched for the first time happy feet 2 yeah and it turns out it's one of the best films of all time and i love it i think watching sadie j at that age was like i i watched it because i enjoyed it i didn't shout about the fact that i watched it because i thought oh well I'm watching Sadie J, but <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with just enjoying what you enjoy. And I think that's like one of the first things maybe that quote unquote like guilty pleasure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Big thoughts this early on in the episode. Yeah. It's maybe the last big thought we'll have. Somebody tell me why I'm always surrounded by boys. Give me a break. like that um i'm still not she's never been snobby about anything no in her god life, no so no um i will tell you the two things that i would class as my guiltiest pleasures but even then i'm not that i'm not that guilty about okay. it i don't feel that bad so Pornhub. no um cats the musical no i love cats i love cats <laughs> because elsie made me watch cats and it's actually uh because we Not went, <laughs> we went to see me, you, your brother, and our friend Sarah, and and Betty, and Betty, yeah. and your sister. Yeah, went to see Cats twenty nineteen when it came out, and it was such a good hate watch. I loved it of every second of it. I couldn't believe it was happening. But at that point, I hadn't seen like the original stage production, and now I have. And I remember Elsie, even at the time, being like, oh, "I don't think I'm going to like this this much." And Elsie being like, "No, you will." And she was right, like, I absolutely loved yeah, it. So I, I don't was... think that you should be, feel guilty about it, because I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, but it, it's it's the one that generally people, most people, consider to be, like, the most cringe yeah. of, of most pieces of media. The other one is Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I actually... Keep, keep that one under wraps. Don't, don't mind uh, the occasional... Mr. Flatley. Mr. Flatley, yes. <laughs> What's the Michael Flatley film that our housemate has told oh, us about? Oh, is it Blackbird or... Blackbird, yeah. I think, yeah. Can't wait to watch And it's that. like his production company or something, like pretty much like written, directed, starred in by Michael Funded Flatley. By. Funded by. Michael <laughs> Flatley. And she says it's appalling. Yeah, it's like he's cast himself as Bond, basically. Yeah. And it's it, apparently it's, dreadful. Yeah, really awful. Speaking of dreadful pieces of media... Sadie J, what is it? Who is it? When is it? Kate Carter got asked to organise the Y Club Fair and Fashion Show. Actually, I've got the job at 11.52, but let's not cover the details. Fantastic, Kit Kat. I thought 
drag race Chloe always did that? Not anymore. I am now the official Y Club charity fair and fashion show organiser. Oh, I see some faster. The short. Catchy. And I get a blinked up Bluetooth Britney Bopalicious headset. Britney? Bluetooth? Yeah, huh? My vision for the day is insane. There'll be shishi stalls, a gold tumbola, a delicious dish competition, and a frog face off at the fashion show. I'm literally tingling. But kid, I'd make a perfect designer. What does this outfit say to you? This girl has been living with boys all her life. <laughs> Come on. Fashion is in my blood. Yeah, because Steve's overalls are so chic. I was talking about my mum. Check these out. All original designs. Please. It would have been her dream to have me succeed in something she was so good at. Don't play the dead mum card. Please. Um, Sadie J. It's a, a sitcom based around the life of a girl called Sadie Jenkins, Sadie J. Yeah, how well she is. Couldn't come up with... Yeah, yeah, and they really, really buy into that aspect <laughs> of her personality because, you know, they had, they, had to get, they had to get funding from somewhere. Um, oh, was it BBC Wales? I, no, it's not, but oh. I, I, ima- I imagine that it was part... Of, that's part of what they sold it as, like, oh, it's a bit diverse. Because it's, a bit it's, diverse. Got a, it's got a half Welsh girl in it. Anyway, yeah. And it's got a gay in it, but we don't say that he's gay. It's got a gay in it, but he's 12, so we don't care. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and the the premise is that like she lives with her dad and brother and dad's apprentice in like a mechanics, and it's her like trying to. She's the only girl. She's in a the boy's only girl world. in a boy's world, yeah. basically. Which is the premise if you listen to the the theme song, the theme song, and maybe in the first series, but it comes up a lot less than you think. Yeah, it's uh, the it's not explored. The premise is Sadie J is an only... No, I was going to say she's an only child. She's not. She's got, she's got massive only child energy, she though. She's got massive... She, well, let's just let's just say it now. She's a full-on bitch. She's a horrible person. Yeah, um, and Meg is an only child, and she's saying that. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that all only children are bitches. I don't believe that. One of them's right in front of me, and I actually uh, really like her. But Sadie J is a narcissistic psychopath. Yeah, she, oh, for sure. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get I, into I imagine that. we'll get emails now having, um, you know, branded her as a narcissistic psychopath from, you know, like the medical expert and Laura yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, saying, no, she's not, she's not. I'm like, she fucking is, she's though, awful. isn't she? She's awful. We'll get into it. So it's a it's a sitcom, basically. She, it's Sadie J, her little brother and his best friend, What's his, what, what are they called? I can't fucking remember. The best friend is called Jake. I can't remember what the... Danny. Danny and Jake, yeah. Yeah, Danny and Jake. Um, so they've got their little B plot in each episode. Um, the dad played by Steve Spears and his... I like Steve Spears. Yeah, me too. And his apprentice. They have their little C plot. Keith is the apprentice. He's the best character. He's the best thing about the show. Him and the dad. Yeah. I love I love them and I love their interactions. Yes. Just out of general curiosity, what uh, colour paint did I ask you to use on this car? Was it sunset silver or sunset amber? What's the difference? <laughs> ah, you do need glasses, don't you? No. Yeah. I've run out of contact lenses. They're in the post, but I'm blind till Friday. And I hate wearing my glasses. Oh, why, mate? Yes. Well, uh, look, don't worry. I mean, it's only me and you in here, isn't it? Eh? Nobody's going to see it. The main plot is Sadie and...
and her two best friends. So there's Dee Dee, who is a standard nerd. Yeah. Like her, she's always wearing her school uniform. She's got braces. She's got braces. She's got glasses. Yeah. And she uses too many long words. Yeah. And it's like, you know how you've got like the nerd character and their joke is that they use words. Yeah. They talk. That's yeah. it. Sus, sus. I've just had the best idea ever. Let me guess. It's about space cargo or Genie Mastermind. Wrong. It's about both. Ta-da! You see, I was at home drinking an Earl Grey tea and I had this crazy idea to dress up as a space cargon for my first round of Junior Mastermind. Okay, firstly, you're 13! What are you doing drinking Earl Grey tea? And secondly, what is Earl Grey tea? What is it? That's it, yeah. Um, and Kit, her other best friend... Her gay best friend. Her gay best friend. They don't call him that. They call him... Her bling friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, he's also awful. He's also a horrible person. Not as, not as bad as Sadie, but I think he's, he's... I think they tried to paint him as like a catty gay character. He is. But he's not, like, when you compare him to Sadie, like, he's a little bit self-involved, but he's not nasty. If you were friends with him, you'd roll your eyes and get, and just move on. If Sadie was your friend, she wouldn't wouldn't be be your friend. friend, Yeah. (laughs) She, that girl's lucky to have the two friends she's got. Honestly. Yeah. What what should we talk about now? <laughs> so I've, I've well, got... you've also got there's uh, there's some other characters. Um, so there's like in I think it changes between the series, but there's always like the rival girl. So yeah. one in a few in a, I think a, a couple of the series, it's a girl called Whitney, I think, who works at the diner. Yeah, and then one Chloe of the, Chloe is the di- is the diner waitress in the first season first series, and then it changes to like a girl who, as we said the other week, looks like Frankie from the, the Saturdays. Saturdays. She's got she, the very much. Yeah, yeah. No, she's not the waitress. She's the cheerleader. Yeah, but I thought she. I thought she worked at the diner as well, or something. No, there's a girl that works at the diner yeah. in series three, and her mum ends up marrying Sadie's dad. That's right. They, yes. So they hate each other at first, and then they're fine. And the thing is, Sadie would have more female friends if she didn't like. If the show, the show is like actually actively anti-feminist like all the other girls are like mean bitches and they're always the reason that sadie's not getting what she wants and it's like if you weren't turning all these people against each other it's yeah the thing is sadie j has got massive like she's got like the opposite of the sharpay evans effect as in, like, when you're a kid and you're watching High School Musical, you're supposed to hate Sharpay because she's, like, this bitchy character who... Um, self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. Yeah. You know, she's nasty to Gabrielle, who's meant to be... Or is it Gabriella? Gabriella, yeah. Gabriella, <laughs> who's meant to be, like, the main character who you're, who you're really meant to root for. But when you grow up and you watch High School Musical back, like we do sometimes... Yeah. Um... Sharpay was fine. Sharpay was fine. You you sympathise a bit with her because she is constantly overlooked all the time. Yeah, it's not really a case of her. She get she's she's very privileged and she does get a lot of what she wants, but she doesn't get the opportunities that I think she really should. 
you're right that Sadie J is the complete opposite of that. Whereas she is, Sadie J is like, you're supposed to sympathise with her because she's like the only girl and she's, you know, doing her best. But when you grow up and you watch it, you look at it and you're like, no, no one wants to be friends with you because you're a horrible she, cow. She does some horrible things. She does some but genuinely horrible things. We'll we'll get into the specifics of that, but I want to talk about the overall vibe of the show right okay, now. Okay, yeah, go for it. So, it's actually quite painful to watch. Ah, I, I, re- I still really enjoy it. Okay, I mean, not as in painful to watch as in the cringe of it. I mean, the attack on the senses that it is. Oh, it is quite an attack on the senses. It's one of those, like, um, sitcoms that still has... Uh, well, I guess a lot of sitcoms do still have these, but it's got, like, the the card that goes in between when it cuts between scenes. Yeah. But the Sadie J one is very... It's not like the Big Bang Theory that's kind of a bit of a sound effect and like a bit of a visual. It's like a huge piece of music and <laughs> a lot an of orchestral and, and, and a character dancing on the screen. Yeah. It's like, why is there so much noise all the time? I never noticed this when I was a kid and I was watching it. I loved it as a kid, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't know why I did, but... I, I did. Because I don't think I even found it funny. I think I just enjoyed it. <laughs> but now... Easy watching, isn't it? Yeah, I watch it. And what the first thing that struck me when I watched it back is it's the worst use of canned laughter that I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Because I don't mind fake laughter. It works sometimes in some sitcoms. But this is so obviously fake. Like, what it does is sometimes the laughter comes in before the punchline and yeah. then obstructs the punchline. Punch like, you can't hear it. So it's like the the show is saying you're gonna laugh at this bit you're gonna laugh at this bit and it's like why is there so much of it it's really preemptive and the sound balancing is very bad it's really bad i never don't think i ever used to notice it that much but now if the like volume of the speech isn't you know significantly louder than that of the music or whatever or the kind of like, it is. This might be us very, getting old. It might be us getting old, but it's also just very, very difficult to, to yeah. concentrate. We have on been one watching thing. it on YouTube as well, and the the sound is not great. I'm going to say this um, now: um, the audio I'm getting for the clips is from YouTube, and it's not the best. I'm it gonna, isn't the best. I'm going to try and cut around the bits where it sort of like attacks your ears, but um, that's part of yeah. the journey. It's part of the journey. I, I don't really know why it's not on iPlayer like everything else. I guess the BBC is ashamed of it. It's, do you know what I also noticed is that it's got quite a lot of extras for a kid's show. Like, there's a lot of characters in it. Like, yeah, there's and the a lot set of, design is quite brilliant. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, characters who speak. There's a lot of characters that get brought in for single episodes mm. and then there's a whole set that's a diner that's always full of people so it's like they're trying to distract you from how bad it is with just the sheer amount of people that are yeah, always just on the, the screen stuff that is yeah there. and like because there's so many characters it's like they're always trying to fit like four people in a frame yeah especially in like because it's in a mechanic there's a It's not a a mechanic, is it? It's a garage. There's scenes where it's Keith, Sadie's dad, 
Sadie's aunt and the car as the fourth <laughs> character, yeah. all in the same shot. And it's crowded and very, very cluttered. Yeah, and her bedroom is, like, full of posters and stickers and, like, lights. Yeah. And it's... If you pause it and look at the background, there are some amazing, like relics of 2011 posted up on her wall it's... well it really really went hard with pop culture at the time like bridesmaid amundo there's a lot of references to the royal wedding yes! in it yes they're like making pippa middleton references they are. like people remember now who pippa middleton is it's like even i for a second had to go yeah who the fuck is that no this is something that i want to talk about a lot actually because The thing I would say about Sadie J, and I think the only thing that gives it any merit in the year 2023, is that it's an incredible, very dense, concise uh, time capsule. It's it's a... What's that star called? A white dwarf? Yeah. It's a white dwarf of a time capsule of 2010 to 2013. Oh, yeah. Like... The people that she referenced, like JLS, yep. Justin Bieber, but I mean, I guess he's still around, but he was liked back then. Yes. And this is the big one, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole gets mentioned. Cheryl Cole. Quite a bit. So much. I want to get into this, but just while we're talking about the vibe of the show, can yeah. we talk about the fucking language that they use? Yeah. I can't be doing with it, Meg. I can't. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, so the episodes are called things like... Uh, Bridesmaid Mundo. Bridesmaid Mundo, Crusherlicious. Um, the thing is, there is, it's like they had a few few ideas and then ran out, because a lot of them are Alicious or Amundo. Yes, or Tastic. Tastic, or, yeah. yeah. And like the language she uses is like... Um, Major-tastic emergency, Dad. Like, she just makes words longer, and that's kind of the joke. And she does it, and Kit does it, and Dee Dee doesn't do it. And yet, Dee Dee's the one that they make fun of, like, for, you know, for saying the long words. It's not fucking her, though, is it? Because at least the words she says are real. Yeah. It's like, I kind of imagine Sadie J as, like, the real-life groovy chick made flesh. Yeah, because she's got the hair. She she looks like Groovy Chick, and the fashion. Okay, so her and Kit, not so much everyone else, but her and Kit, like layers for days. Yeah, like, layers, hats, scarves, Kit's very yeah, waistcoat. scarf, waistcoat, fedora, but in a gay kind of way. Always a fedora, not, yes, not in a fedora kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like sort everything's of got a pattern. They were on call. Yeah, just just before they were just on call. They were yeah, on call. it's an ugly show. <laughs> it's a very ugly show, but it's a product of its time. Like the, I'm sorry, I need to I need to wipe my nose again. Now, sorry, sorry. So the kind of the philosophy of this show that I love and hate so much is it's. I can't really describe it any other way. It's incredibly girly. It, oh, it's what adults at the time thought little girls wanted. Yes. Teenage girls wanted. So in every episode, Sadie either has a crush on a boy and is trying to impress him, 
or she's desperately trying to get tickets to see JLS or Justin Bieber, or she's desperately trying to get into Bridesmaid of the Month magazine. Like, it's... That is kind of the position that the show takes, and she's getting Kit, her best friend that has these sorts of interests, to help her. And Dee Dee is always, like, a little bit opposed yes. to that, and she makes points like she makes feminist points and sadie's like oh who cares and that's kind of just the philosophy of the show and then you've got that's broken up like that attack on the senses with that crazy language that she uses like constantly in your face that's broken up with the stuff that takes place in the garage and the stuff that takes place in her little brother's bedroom i just can't get over how many sets there are yeah, that are like, actually very good. There's a kitchen, there's a garage, there's a treehouse. Sorry, not bedroom, treehouse, yeah. There's the Sadie's bedroom, there's the diner. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's others. It's very kind of weirdly American, because bit, her yeah. rivals... Who hangs out at a diner? It's a diner, and her rivals are cheerleaders, Yes. The leader of who looks like um, Frankie, Frankie from, from the Saturdays, Saturdays which is yeah. another very 2011 thing. Yeah. I love the Saturdays, actually. I think they had some bops. No, I agree. They really did. They were good in their time. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. It's very American. It doesn't really know what it is. We couldn't figure out where it's set either. Yes, because like, her family is Welsh. Her dad, Obviously, her dad is Welsh because... Um, Steve Spears. Steve Spears. But then Kit, Kit is, is we, well, we've just had a conversation <laughs> about where we think Kit is from because he's definitely, he's really northern. We think northwest somewhere, yeah. but he does sound a bit Leeds at times, as far as I'm concerned anyway. bit Lancashire sometimes. bit Lancashire, yeah. And then Dee Dee, who's just... Everyone else kind of sounds like they're from London. Well, apart from... Mel Gedroich or Gedroich, however, yeah. I don't know. Because uh, can I get into this now? Yeah, can you I can get, get into, into this now, now? Right. of course. So Mel Gedroich plays the diner owner, who is ambiguously Eastern European, mm-hmm. and I only noticed today that in the opening credits... So in the opening credits, every character is introduced with their name. And then I I guess like a small summary. Sadie's dad. Sadie's Sadie's best friend. Yeah. Um, Sadie's little brother. And then Mrs. V, who is the... Mel. Mel Gidroich, is introduced as Mrs. V. The scary scary diner diner owner. And she's made this like acting decision... Or it's in the script. <laughs> oh, God it, forbid. it is in the script. I mean, that she's ambiguously Eastern European. Yeah, because there's loads of references to her her home country. Her home country. Because you have all been vinging about my not staging enough of these so-called fun activities. Although, what isn't fun about ping pong or viffy viffy, as we call it back in Clyde? <laughs> ah, viffy viffy. I remember the big final back in '86, though. And sometimes, and once, just once, good times. Miss V isn't going to know JLS. I know JLS. I prefer XZJ. They're huge in Klaipeda. Lovas yenas vitaitis, lovas yenas gerolaitis. Ow, ow, hot, crazy. Oh, ow. 
SJS. Two shakalaka shakes, please. And she is a bit scary, but she's the funniest bit of the show. Xenophobic. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I mean, the only bits that I laugh at are sometimes Keith. Keith's very funny. Yeah, and Keith's Keith's from London as well, so there's that more explicitly. I think that Keith's voice is so good. Like his acting decisions are excellent because you know how sort of a little bit older than adolescent boys speak in a way that it actually sounds like a lot of effort like it's painful for them that's how he sounds and i think it is hilarious he's he's one of the best actors on that show he he elevates it he's good i am good all day i've got to get old betty here in tip-top shape ready for the wedding come on that's just the problem i'm not even invited to the wedding and i live here thought i was supposed to be part of the family you are part of the family. Of course you're invited to the wedding, you bonehead. Well, I haven't had an official invite. Right, on a fancy piece of paper. That'd be a waste of fancy paper, wouldn't it? We know you're coming to the wedding. Oh, well, oh, well that's all right, then. Yeah. Not only are you invited, you also get a plus one. Get a plus one, too? No, just the one. Oh, no, no, I'm... I'm a... Never mind. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, now that's sorted, let's do some work, shall we? Pass me the combination wrench, will you? Uh, no can do, sorry. Oh, why not? Duh. Got my own combination to sort first. Pick my plus one for the wedding. <laughs> Man, this is going to take a day. Because everyone else in the show, you know, bar um, Steve Spears and Mel Giedroich, I mean, the they're, they're children, aren't they? All talk in the same way that's like, Someone told them to enunciate and they really ran with it. Yeah. Like, they pronounce every... Barring... Well, the thing is, Kit does as well, but he does have an accent. But they... And it's an excellent accent. They say every T, every full... (laughs) Everything is punctuated. And, like, their mouths move with such... It's sort of in a way that Elsie speaks when she's on mic because she's (laughs) radio trained. (laughs) But, like, these these kids, like someone said to them, make sure you pronounce all of these words properly. And they went, okay, and then did it, overdid it. Not easy when they're supposed to be, like, teenagers talking in slang and they've made the language they use so difficult to get your mouth around yes yeah like nothing that the kids say sounds natural yeah and it's not for one of them being bad actors it's they're all fairly good yeah they're fine they're all fine it's just the way they all speak because they all do it i don't even (laughs) even like the little brother and his friend speak in the same i actually think that they're um because they're really young in it. They're what? They're really ten. good. They're though, good. Aren't they? they are good. Yeah. I think I can't. I, can't. I especially think Danny is very I think good. Danny, I was going to say. I think Danny is brilliant. Yeah. Danny, if you're listening, uh, I think you're a really good actor. Uh, so that's what six month pocket money looks like. The pile's bigger than mine. What can I say? It's not my fault. I get three more pounds a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready ready let the dino ninja warrior sticker fest commence <laughs> push that door 
in exchange for... Track him up. Deal. Super move actor. As if. That's the most common card in the whole entire series. But I will take it off your hands if we throw in a T-Hex. What? The legendary leader of the Dino Ninja Warriors. Come off it. I've been looking for that since I was born. Strength 10. Ninja power 10. Deadliness 10. I don't know anyone who's got one of them. I don't even know anyone who's seen one. I don't think it exists. Jakey boy, I disagree. I have a feeling that today is our lucky day. We couldn't, we literally couldn't find that. I mean, there's almost nothing about Ronan Carter. No. Who plays... Who plays um, Kit. Yes. While we're talking about um, Camp Ronans from circa 2010... Okay. Do you remember um, Ronan Park? No. You would remember his Britain's Got Talent audition. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. <laughs> okay. I mean, if I had a pound for every time there was a Camp Ronan circa 2010, I'd have two, two pounds, pounds, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. It was probably a lot. It was a lot more back in 2011 as well. Or two pound. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, it's I'm saying more. it got you a lot more oh, Freddos than it gets sure. you these days. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. I once asked... So do you remember my manager, Sammy, from a few years ago? Yeah. I said to Sammy, do you remember Ronan Park? Just... I don't know why it was in my head. I was just thinking about this kid that was famous for two years after Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. And he said, no, Elsie, I don't remember Ronan Park. And then I was like, actually, this is a 35-year-old man that grew up in Egypt. Of course he doesn't fucking know who Ronan Park is. Even I don't, I barely know who Ronan Park is. Sometimes you're trying to make conversation with people and you do it the wrong way. It happens to the best of us else. Like, what I often do is start a conversation about something I barely know anything about and Ronan Park is one of those things. So, Ronan Carter, I actually think you are hilarious in Sadie J. Not because of the script, which is dire. I don't mind saying that. Anyway, I was Googling you because I want to know if you are where you're from. Um, because We're talking I, directly I, to you now. <laughs> I, I imagine that is your accent, and I want to know where you're from. I kind of love that in series one, he was trying to do not a neutral accent, but like, yeah, kind of more neutral, because he's pronouncing words more, and the language is quite a lot. Yeah. His, his O's sound like O. Yes, but... That's not slips. him. That's yeah. slip. Series two and three, his voice is actually broken by that point as well. Mm. And he's given up. It's yeah. like, it's such a strong accent. And it's and the, better that it way. It is better that way. It's actually funny. Yeah, it is. No, <laughs> I can't really think funny. of any particular, no, I can think of one line that, this is so bad. I don't actually think that they meant for this to be as funny as it was. Okay. Because... I know that whoever wrote the script can't doesn't know how to be funny. But this I think was funny by accident. It's that's a testament to how unfunny it is. Yeah. But um so his his cousin is over and <laughs> Oh I know. Right, let's talk about this episode. Okay, so right, just give me one second to blow my nose and I'll right. be right back with you. Let's get into this. Oh, I beg you leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> I guess at this point, we're talking about individual notable episodes, right? Yes. So, 
This oh, yeah, one. let's talk about the three that I have watched. I think, have you only watched three recently? Uh, three or four, yeah. Because there is only so many of these episodes you can watch before you've got a headache. Yes. So there's one where Kit's cousin is visiting from Wales. And Fuck he's... me, there's so many Welsh comes from this. <laughs> and he's a rugby lad. And his name is like... Yolo. Yolo. Yolo, So yeah. not only has he got a Spanish-sounding name... Well, it is a bit, yeah. Well, Yolly's a name, is a, isn't it? It's a Welsh it's a name, name, yeah. Sounds well Spanish, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's Welsh rugby playing cousin. And he's this cousin just seems like just a nice man. He does, just, he's, he's just really he's, nice. He's much nicer than every other character <laughs> that's ever been on, the ever been on the show. He's just a, not, a poor, normal boy. Yeah. So he's talking to Kit about rugby and Kit is ashamed of his uh the fact that he is quote unquote a lady gaga fan so gaga is used many many times gargalicious and it's used so much that you almost feel like they're using it as a byword for gay which well they are yeah yeah so he's not he's basically pretending that he's also into rugby yeah, rugby-licious. Rugby-licious? Yeah. Rugby-amundo. Rugby-amundo. And everyone's yeah. like, but you're fashion-tastic. You're not into rugby. It's like, okay, just to say gay. I mean, I know that it's like CBBC in 2010. <laughs> Plenty but... of gay people like rugby. I think Yeah. Just to, just to be safe, we need to put that out there. You can like whatever That's you want. That's just a little bit too nuanced for Safety J, I think. There's no nuance in this show no. whatsoever. So basically, um, he's pretending to be someone he's not, and his cousin's talk- talking to him about rugby, and he says, How's your passing? And Kit says, Great, I've passed. And I think that that is the best use of his accent in the it entire is. show. I think it is accidentally hilarious. He's he's doing, a, in that scene, he's doing a really, really good job of being um, flustered as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the delivery is immaculate. It's <laughs> Great, really I've So, how was your passing coming? Great, I've passed. <laughs> I'm rogatastic. <laughs> Hello. What's with the voice? Nothing. I've got a cold. Now, what do you want? Uh, to meet his hot cousin, duh. Watch this. Um, it's nothing. Just that a 50-foot inflatable Lady Gaga is sailing over the white right now. I think it's a publicity stunt for her new album. Or something. Really? Um, one sec. Uh, kitty cat. What's going on? Um, don't say anything. You see, a man told my cousin Yellow a teeny-weeny white lie. Did you like rugby and sport? And wearing shapeless, one-size jerseys, just like him. How did you guess? Kit, you may not believe this, but before I was a sophisticated woman of the world... You lied about being a rugger bloke, too. Don't be ridiculous. My cousin Viznis did. And I will tell you now what I told him then. Be yourself. Otherwise, it will all end in schnoodly, schnoodly tears. Pass. Great, I passed. <laughs> He's not passing though, is he? Let's no. be honest. He's not passing. <laughs> um, I, I just did have a th- thought actually because it, it, the show doesn't have any nuance and yet it's pitched at an age where people would understand nuance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's pitched higher 
than like you would it's not like um really young CBBC. It's like mm. early teen CBBC. Yeah, it's about thirteen year olds. About thirteen yeah. year olds, like the age that Sadie J is meant to be. You're walking to school by yourself at this point. But you know, CBBC's got shows like Tracy Beaker with loads of fucking nuance in it. Yeah. And kids are ha- kids are fine with that and understanding that. And it's like they've they've thought that thirteen year olds are a lot more stupid than they are because as a 24 year old thinking about 13 sounds really young right but like when i was 13 you're in big school you're in big school yeah and you're watching big big boy tv (laughs) and you know you're allowed to be home alone and this that the other like you aren't i think you aren't as young as people think, which mm. can be, I think, forgot. Obviously, you don't want to pitch something too, you know, you don't want to make it too grown up. And too it is adult. a sitcom. And it is a sitcom, but I think it's really, really hard to strike that balance between like a pro- age appropriate and condescending. Yeah. Because the show is a bit condescending. Yeah. I feel condescended too. I feel condescended too. I'm 24. So in that episode, Kit basically says, "I this is an example of Sadie J being awful. And as we go through the individual episodes that we want to talk about, they will all have. Yeah. Like, so yeah, she, he says, don't respond. I don't want him to visit. She takes his phone and is like, hi, I would love you to visit. But at this point, she doesn't... Does she know what he looks like? Yeah, she sees a picture. Uh, okay, yeah, she sees she's a like, picture of him. Oh, and she's he's like, hot. I want that fit guy. This thirteen-year-old girl is like, I want that fit boy to visit. I think they're meant to be about fifteen, aren't they? At this point, yeah. at this point, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she doesn't give a fuck without Kit's Kit. In fact, it's not even without Kit's um, permission. It is a get. It's strictly yeah. against Kit's permission. Like he's he has taken away permission for her to do this. He said, "No, don't do that." She lacks any forethought whatsoever. She never questions why people are asking her to do what she wants to do. She just does it because it's what she wants to do. And she probably assumes that they're asking her to do it because they want they want to punish her or they don't want her to be happy. Yes. So and she goes and invites him. And when he's there, Kit... Oh, yeah, so... They find out why Kit is pretending to be... Why he doesn't want him there, basically. Yeah. Because he's ashamed of himself. And her and Edie are like, what are we going to do? Because they have this like weird accent, don't they? Yeah. It's like, Southern kids. Yeah. So this is what I mean about no nuance, but this isn't the show. This is just Sadie. She goes to Yolo and says, Kit hates you in an attempt to get him to go away. Yeah. It's like, there's an in-between here. Yeah. <laughs> And she never, ever gets any comeuppance whatsoever. No. So at the end, basically, I can't remember how... I think Kit basically just comes out and says, like, I love Gaga. And and his cousin says, So what? So what? I love you or whatever. And I, yeah. I just want you to be who you are. What he whatever. says is, just because I love rugby, I don't expect everyone else to. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, because you're a normal person. And and it turns out that, you know, Kit's been feeling a bit alienated and he's been pretending to like something. So he has something in common with his lovely cousin. Who's who's a lovely, lovely boy. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, what people in Kit's life are like that make him 
feel like he needs to pretend to be so so clearly clearly something's going on in the background for kid can't be easy (laughs) being the 14 year old gbf who whose friends constantly ruin his life because they're going against his entire wishes yeah and And she never never, like apologizes for anything no she never does so because things turn out okay for kit uh, she doesn't have to apologise. Yeah, because it's not like it. Kit didn't. It there wasn't even like a moment of Kit being really angry, was there? It was just like a moment of Kit panicking. Yeah, because his cousin's coming. It's not like he. He doesn't even really seem to process the fact that his supposed friend has gone directly against his wishes for her own personal gain and messed his life up. Yep. When it's all out in the open, they hug. And sorry, his his cousin and Kit hug, hug, and it it all well it does it goes in slow motion and the music changes yeah and it's, it's like, weird it's like acoustic guitar. <laughs> I lost my but, fucking mind. Oh, they actually are in love, and then I they lost hug, my mind. And it goes very it goes it does go in slow motion for like two seconds of the show, <laughs> yeah. and then it's the music so changes weird. back and and it's like nothing happened. Crisis over. Yolo is out of here. A duet, which means the end. Getting quite good at this, aren't I? What do you mean he's out of here? I told him everything, so he's going. I just want to say that you don't have to. Sadie, tell me what she told you. That's why you're going, isn't it? Yeah. Why would I want to stay now? Outrageous. Exactly what I thought. Not Kit. You. Me. What have I done? Hated on our BFF. That's what. Just because he prefers dance and drama to fighting and farting. Yeah, Kip on that crazy macho persona and that shapeless polyester jersey just to stop you judging him. He hates rugby. No, he doesn't. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm fabulous and proud. Like it or love it. <laughs> I love Gaga. So what? Uh-huh. Just because I like rugby, I don't expect everyone else to. I can't believe you think I'll judge you like that, Kit. We're cousins, mates. I'd like you whatever you liked. I could never hate you. I thought you hated me, that's what she said. <laughs> Obviously, just got lost in translation. I guess this means Kit can finally be who he is in front of you. As long as I can be who I am in front of him. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so does this mean I get to date Yolo now? it's it's bizarre is what it is Um, guys you know they're cousins right (laughs) another thing that uh sadie does to kit is when so this is one time that he does get angry with her so it's the last episode that he's in um because he's replaced um basically he he moves to brazil and sadie in the next episode needs to find a quote-unquote bling friend uh so we get a new kit for the last bit of series three but in the one where he's moving to brazil he's he's sad because his parents are getting divorced and his dad's moving to brazil and wants him to go with him and he's conflicted and sad and sadie wants to get jls tickets so she's talking (laughs) she's talking to kit's mum god the hardships like oh (laughs) kit's parents are going through a divorce Sadie J wants JLS tickets. Oh, sorry, tickets. in this one, it's actually One Direction tickets. One Direction yeah. tickets. So she's talking to Kit's mum, and he's like, she's like, how can I cheer him up? And she looks at the camera, because there's a there's looking to camera stuff in this. Yeah. It really is an in-between between Miranda and Fleabag, actually. 
Yeah, but worse. But worse. And she looks at the camera after his mum says, how can I cheer her, cheer him up? And she says, I couldn't. Could I? And she asks for two tickets so that she can take Kit to see One Direction. And later in the episode, Kit is like, Sadie, that is awful. <laughs> it It's like a lot of the things that Sadie wants that she goes out and tries to get for herself also happen to be something that she could pass off as being selfless. Yes. Like the, like the One Direction teacher, like, oh, but it's for Kit. Yeah. Because, because she's doing it with like, but she's always got an ulterior motive. She yeah. never does anything selflessly. There's the episode where there's a prom happening yes. at the high school and the cheer-ups, the cheerleaders, the cheerleaders, are deciding who can and can't go because uh, they're the committee, basically. Yeah. And Dee Dee Can you imagine is... if the school actually did that? Honestly. Let a committee of students decide well, who could go. none of it takes go. place in in school the, the buying of the tickets actually happens in the diner yeah um but yeah Dee Dee is running a sort of campaign called get babcock to the ball because she has a, a nerd friend who's not allowed to go because oh my she's God, not her surname's babcock isn't it it is yeah yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, Teresa Babcock. Yeah, she's not allowed to go because she's not cool enough. So Dee Dee makes these signs, um, like brains are beautiful is one of yeah. them. Another one is... Teresa Babcock's actually quite pretty. She is, yeah. yeah. And she's basically railing against, like, we need to challenge society's idea of what cool is. <laughs> Deeds. I came as soon as I got your voicemail. Is it true? Yep. The cheer-ups are holding their very own prom. That's... that's... An abomination against the whole of womankind. That's not the phrase I was looking for. They're also holding a prom queen competition. They want to crown the most fabulous girl in town. No way! This is it! This is my moment! I never dreamed I'd get a chance to be prom queen. Result! And get this, you can only enter if you can get into the prom. So they're vetting everyone they sell tickets to. Unless you can meet their archaic, misogynistic criteria of what a cool girl looks like, you're out. And what are their archaic, misogynistic criteria for what a cool girl looks like? No denim. And no sneakers. <laughs> refused to let Teresa Babcock attend because she was too much of a boring brainiac. Not brainiac Babcock, the human snorefest. Sadie doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, I want to go to the prom. It's weird how the show paints like feminism as a nerdy thing. Honestly, yeah. there's, there's a sign that says, I am not a cheerleader, I am a free woman. <laughs> And then, and they're portrayed as the like, oh, they're a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did it, I didn't realise that Sadie J was this political. Pink Stinks is another one. It's like, most of the time, Dee Dee is correct. Like, there's an episode where... Oh, not that time, though, because Elsie is wearing entirely pink today. Everything I'm she's wearing, wearing is pink. Yep, everything. Everything. Pink everything. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Yeah, there's an episode where there's a rival diner, and Dee Dee is like... No, it's sucking the lifeblood from the independent one. Just look at all this trash. 
they lure you in with their comfy sofas and their free gifts. And before you know it, you've sold your soul for a frappy coffee and a baseball cap. But this is where all the cool kids hang. Even I know the cool kids don't say cool kids. And besides, these people aren't cool, but shallow and fickle. You've so much to learn from them. Look, Captain Skylo always stood up for the little guy. And this place is a galactic bully. Miss V can't compete with this place. Every time you take a sip of that shake, you're draining the lifeblood from the Y. And it's yummy. The Y is dying. Ha. You have a good life. That's treated as a joke. She's always right. Yes. But Sadie and Kit are awful. Yeah. But yeah, in this episode, Sadie realises that if she can get into Kit's show choir... She, if she can sing, she'll be allowed to go to the prom. Yes. But she can't sing, and Dee Dee's a really good singer. So she auditions, but she's miming to Dee Dee's voice. Yes. Dee Dee agrees to do this if Sadie J will convince the committee to let Babcock go to the ball. Right. Yes, so, yes, she yeah. does. So she gets in... She, you know, everyone's applauding her and she's like, oh, I'm great. And Dee Dee was like, well, that was me. Now are you going to get Babcock to the ball? How good am I? Well, technically, I sang it. I know. I'm brilliant. Okay, fine. I've done that for you. How are you going to pull these strings and get Teresa to get to the prom for me? You bought that rubbish. Gaga, I'm good. Sadie, why did I ever trust you? Oh, come on, Deeds. My dad has more of a chance of being prom queen than her. The Babcock wouldn't know Fabulous if it tapped her on the shoulder and went, Hey, I'm Fabulous McFabulous, but my mates call me Fabby. It's like, that's your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so then, because she still has to perform at the prom and she needs Dee Dee on side for that, she's like, right, I better find a way to get Teresa into this prom. Yeah. So she dresses... Teresa Babcock up as a waitress and she has to go to the prom as a waitress. Yep. And so Teresa's she's fulfilled her end of the brief because Teresa's yes. there. And Dee Dee is like as the help. As the help. And Dee Dee's like, that is awful. But because Teresa's kind of into it, Dee Dee just does it as well, and then it ends up, you know, everything works out for Sadie yeah. in the end. And because she gets so lucky every time. Like you said, she never has any comeuppance. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the worst episode? Is that the the wedding one? The wedding yeah, one, yes. Yeah, this is yes. bad. I don't get it. What's the big deal about being a bridesmaid? Excuse me? You watched the royal wedding. Oh. No, it clashed with the space cargo marathon. Besides, it was just a feudalistic celebration of patriarchal hegemony. Enough with the meta words, deeds. Feast your eyes and total perfection. On her royal hotness... Paper Middleton. Princess Kate's more famous sister, the bridesmaid who stole the show. I mean, wedding. So, anyway, Perfect Pippa has made being a bridesmaid a big deal. Bridesmaid Mundo readers even voted her number one bridesmaid of all time. I still don't get it. A whole magazine just about bridesmaids. Duh, they're the new brides. Uh, more than brides. Mm. The brides are sideshow. Kids, right? I'd give my life savings to be in this magazine. Or you could save your 37 pence and just apply for the Bridesmaid of the Month competition. Ah! Oh, MLG, all you have to do is send in a pic of you and your bride beside the bridal car. The most bodacious bride wins a six-page spread. You want to explain this one? Right. 
So, Sadie's aunt is um, coming over from where she lives in LA, in LA, um, with her American partner to get married in the UK, and Sadie's dad. Sadie's aunt's brother, obviously, is going to be giving his sister away. So Sadie is going to be a bridesmaid. And she's got it in her head that she's going to be this... Kit's going to be her stylist. It's going to be her day. <laughs> she's going to enter this, like, competition. Uh, it's a wedding magazine. A wedding she magazine. wants to be bridesmaid of the month. Yeah. So she's going to enter that. Cue lots of timely royal wedding references. Yeah, lots and lots of references to the royal wedding. It's so lots weird. Lots of Pippa Middleton references, yes. which is weird for a kid show. <laughs> and then when Sadie meets her aunt, which she's not seen in years, um, so in my opinion, it's very nice that her aunt has asked her to be bridesmaid mm -hmm. considering she doesn't know this girl very can i well. interrupt quickly to yeah, talk about her aunt and her fiance yeah they are two of the best characters in the oh, entire yeah, yeah, show yeah. and they only show up once. once and so her aunt is like if nessa from gavin and stacy was forthcoming with her affection like yeah. she's lovely she's very lovely and she's got this like biker fiance who's got like like sort of Americana, like bandanas, the leathers, and he's he's just so nice. He's very nice as well. They're an amazing couple, and I love them. They are. Oh. <laughs> well, you still got it, sis. You never had it, bro. These guns don't quit. <laughs> That's your aunt from LA. Where's the glitz? Where's the glam? Where's the A-list Hollywood style? What the hell was I supposed to know? She'd gone biker bonkers in the last decade. <laughs> Maybe Earl's more California cool. Oh, Sadie. Earl. Earl, Sadie. Sir. It's Bigfoot in a bandana. How rocking is Sass gonna look as my bridesmaid sweet? Real rocking, I reckon. You're gonna love your dress, baby girl. You, you bought, bought me a dress? dress? As if. I made a dress. So? Um, it's a real one-off. <laughs> Not quite. It's an exact copy of mine. You're kidding, right? And but Sadie doesn't appreciate this. Well, Sadie meets them and um and has her dreams shattered of this like LA wedding that she's got it in her head that they're like go that they're going to have because her aunt has made her a dress and it's rad as fuck it is it is it's 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 pretty cool and she says it matches mine and that's so cute that she wants her bridesmaid to match her own wedding dress but it doesn't even match hers. It's an exact replica. They're going yeah. to have the same dress. I think that, that is really cute if you look it at is, it. It's it is very sweet. She wants her niece to wear the same thing as her. And it's a like purple and black sort of gothic kind of steampunky sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of situation. And Sadie turns to the camera and she goes, No! Yes. Like that. And so the side plot of this episode is that Dee Dee wants to go to a... um she wants to go to like a signing for her favorite character from a like from 
Sadie J's Star Sadie J's Star, Star Trek. Trek. And I don't know why they don't just say Star, Star Trek. Trek. They say every other pop culture yeah. reference. But they've made up a Star Trek for this show and it's like the main character from that who's doing a signing. And she wants someone to go with her. And Sadie and Kit are both like, uh, no. no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, this bridesmaid dress is horrendous. Bye, see you later, nerd. And... They ruin the dress. They well, Kit redesign it basically. Accidentally, in like a fluster, accidentally rips something off it, and he goes, "Oh, he's like, oh, he even he's like, oh my god, I'm really sorry because I think deep down in his heart, he knows Sadie's going to have to wear this horrible dress." Yeah, so he knows that Sadie's going to have to wear this dress because he's not fucking deluded. But Sadie thinks, "Oh wow, you've accidentally that's what a, what a good idea," and decides to take a pair of scissors. And edit this dress that's been made for her, which, look, being on her side, as it always is, her aunt likes what she's done to the dress. And asks her to change her own. Yeah, so, so that, they yeah. still match. Very nice, lovely. Then Sadie sees the car that they're going to be arriving to in the wed- uh, to the wedding inn, or to the church inn, and it's an old, battered, knocked-up Peugeot or something with a door that doesn't match. And Sadie goes... Oh my god, what's the point in having a nice dress if you're not going to arrive in a nice car? Blah, I'm never blah, going blah. to be in the magazine now. Yeah, or something like that. And she goes through this whole <laughs> of like, she's going to wreck the car. She fucking wants to destroy the car. Yeah. She almost sells it to well, the diner owner. She like swaps it, doesn't she? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then Mrs. V has already swapped it with something else by the time she finds out that the reason her lovely, lovely aunt wants this car at her wedding through this video footage she shows um Sadie of her her Sadie's mum who we can only who assume is, dead. is dead yeah. at her own wedding saying that it's like the car that brought her and Sadie's dad together in because he's a mechanic she brings the car in that's how they he, meet he saves the car she's like any words of wisdom for a single girl? I don't want to be a bridesmaid forever. It'll happen when it happens, Shirley. Just like it did for me and Steve-O. You know, from the moment I towed old Betty here into the garage, it was fate. Three mechanics had told me she was a write-off. But Steve said he could save her, seeing as it was me. Hey, what are you doing here? I'm not supposed to see you till the church. Ah, oh, come on, give me a break, lover. How am I supposed to keep away from this beautiful, beautiful creature? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mad boys. One morning. We've got our whole lives together. Thanks to Betty. Right. Good old Betty. That car got you and Mum together. I couldn't bear to get rid of it. Even when your mum died. I'm so sorry, Dad. I didn't know. I just want my marriage to be as happy as my big bros was. So I thought starting it in the same car might help. It, it will, I promise. It's going to be perfect, Amondo. James is on a guaranteed. That car is taking pride of place. <laughs> By the time they end up telling, showing Sadie this footage, Sadie has dead ass sold this car. Car's yeah. gone. <laughs> The car is gone. This child has managed to sell or swap this car for something else so she doesn't have to go to the wedding in it. 
car's gone. And she's instantly forgiven because, yeah, she it, because she didn't know about the story. Yeah. So, yeah. So her aunt's really lovely about it. She shows them this lovely home footage of Sadie's mum. The car had genuine sentimental value and this child was fucked up a wedding. <laughs> And they managed to get the car back. <laughs> yeah, they and do then the, the car doesn't fine. start, so they can't go to the church anyway. So they end up getting married in the garage. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, they do. Oh, the they do? Of, okay, the I didn't watch the episode. <laughs> the end of the episode, for some reason, the sci-fi guy that Dee Dee went to the signing for is there and he officiates it. Oh, I don't yeah, remember why right. he's there. Yeah. Anyway, it's because just... Captain Kirk can officiate weddings, can't he? Exactly. So we yeah. know that. We know that. <laughs> so, yeah, so... The worst thing that Sadie fucking does is ruin an entire wedding. I don't know. I think there's one to match this. Okay. Well, I just think it's... What I was thinking this entire episode was, how did a family as lovely as that manage to have a daughter so fucking unbearable? Because the aunt is lovely, the uncle is lovely, the dad is lovely... Because usually... It's just dead mum, that's the excuse. Yeah, the little brother character is often, like, the annoying one. They're perfectly lovely. They're like, lovely. Yeah, they're nice. You'd be lucky to, be lucky to have kids like them. Yeah, you would. Because they're actually really intelligent as well. Yeah. Really intelligent, they're really funny, they're just mates, that's it. Yeah, it's like their general thing is, like, maybe there's one episode where they're all about swapping cards. Yes. Maybe there's one episode where they're all about who can get the most signatures on their arm casts. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, there's also one where... It's just where... a competition with them, but that's yeah. it. It says that I am in a very bad mood. Okay. <laughs> well, ask me why, then. Why? 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 Colin Bobbins, that's why the most boring boy in the whole school has got a two-page spread in the paper with his Chris Packet collection. Chris Packet collection? Uh He's been collecting them since he was six. (laughs) Now he's just broken the record for having the most Chris Packets ever. That's weird. No, it's not. He auctioned them off for Granny. And now he's famous. It's not fair. I eat way more Chris Packets than him. True. I wouldn't break a record now. Or Granny Aid. Don't hurt to get famous. So, what are you good at? Nothing. There's there's one where um, they try and become DJs because there's a cooler kid in the class that is a DJ. Yeah. And I'm going to play a clip from that because Basically, it's... in that episode, Jake, the friend, his girlfriend that he didn't ask for in the first place has left him for this DJ. And suddenly he's realised he wants this girl back, so they become DJs to win this girl back. And as soon as he gets her back, he don't want her anymore. But the actual DJ sets... The, um, it's awful. Uh, it's so bad. It's like Well, a, she calls a, him Jakey, baby. Yeah. It's like this little kid rapping to Wham. It's... it's bizarre come people ain't nobody rocked to a bit of retro before get wise to the whamsters what's this what's this this ain't my banging beat maxi's mom's a rat i think his dad's are trying to cheat but no matter what the cheat my mom's will get you on your feet lyrics so fly even whams on the street old school new school quid pro quo take these beats and i make it my own old school rocks are you feeling my flow dj to the max and i'm feeling this show Anyway, um, there's. I think it's literally the second episode where Sadie does what I think is one of the worst things a person can do, yeah. right? So, <laughs> okay, maybe not like on the scale of like, there's murder, isn't there? There's murder, yeah, but um, then. Yeah. So she has JLS tickets. Yeah. She 
wants she has to be accompanied by an adult yeah she's gonna go with her dad her dad is so excited about it yeah then she realizes that she's gonna be embarrassed by her dad and she's got to find a cooler adult Dee Dee's mum is that cool adult but she's go she's taking Dee Dee on that same day to a robot wars convention that Dee Dee's got a submission for yeah so she does operation parent swap she tells Dee Dee's mum that Dee Dee is embarrassed of her yeah which Dee Dee isn't yeah because um, Dee Dee's mum is cool yeah so she gets her own dad to take Dee Dee. Now she's going with Dee Dee's mum, and Dee Dee's being taken by by, uh, by Steve. By Steve. Yeah. And that, and you know, Steve's disappointed because he really cause he wanted, wanted to see, to JLS. see JLS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which are completely realistic. Yeah. But then he gets really into Robot Wars, and the two of them make a fantastic robot together, and they're well excited. Yeah. Then Sadie realises that Dee Dee's mum isn't as cool as she thought she was and she wants her dad back. So she smashes up the robot. I don't remember this. Yeah. What a horrible bitch. Yeah. So then her dad comes into her room wearing the Robot Wars t-shirt, like really down Excited, for it. And yeah. she's like, oh, good news. We're, uh, we're seeing JLS again. And he's like, but that that robot was perfect. Why why did Dee Dee smash it up? Because that's what she tells that's him. That's the line that Sadie's given so him. So Sadie's yeah. like, well, she just felt that it wasn't good enough. Yeah, but that robot was perfect. Or maybe it wasn't the robot. Maybe it was something, something closer else. to home in this room, in overalls. Like making Steve yeah. think that he's You're not good the enough. reason, yeah. Yeah, so... Where in actual fact Dee Dee's had quite a good time. Anyway... On the bright side, at least we get to go to the concert together. Oh, yeah. Give me a yay! Yay! <laughs> Bless. I'll get over it. Come on, close the door on your way out. Oh. I've got a concert outfit to plan. What? what? I... Uh, see ya! <laughs> so this is, I think, the only consequences she ever faces, and it's in episode two. So everyone finds out what she's done. Yeah. They're like, you smashed the robot, you've lied to us you're terrible. You could only go to that concert if Dee Dee forgives you. So what she does is she spends all night rebuilding the the robot, but yeah. better. Which I still think is like, yeah, you can do that, but you still did what you did. Yeah. So she rebuilds it and they're like, oh, everything's fixed. So they're going to go um, to the robot convention, but the robot um, destroys the JLS tickets. So she does face consequences. Yes, but only... Those consequences haven't been put in place by a person. Those consequences no, exactly. are accidental, so they don't exactly. count anyway. It's it's awful. I don't understand why she's like a stone cold bitch, and I hate her. <laughs> she is a stone cold bitch, and I know it's a TV show for kids, but you do really want her to see. You you want to see her get her comeuppance mm -hmm. because she doesn't apologize for things. If I did some uh, anything half as like I, I'd be grounded. I'm in my room. I'm not doing anything. I've had something taken off me. Mm -hmm. She's not like her dad's nice, but she ain't parented <laughs> at all, is she? No, no, because the it's rare that the three uh, threads of plot ever connect. Actually, no, yeah, like you, I don't think you 
ever. Well, you do see her interact with her brother, but not in a meaningful way ever. No, which is sort of why it because the, whole... the show's far too lazy for that. But that's sort of why the whole like girl in a boy's world thing does fall apart because she doesn't yeah. because the dad has his own plot, the brothers have. You know, their own, the brother and his friend have their own plot. You know, sometimes Dee Dee has her own plot. It's just Sadie bossing around with Kit, causing issues, and then <laughs> yeah. getting lucky that those issues resolve themselves. Yeah. But she's a horrible, horrible person. You wouldn't want to be friends with her. So those I are I would all... actually clobber her if she was mine. I would, I would, I would, I would never hit my own child, but... I don't Someone like else's. Her. Someone else's I would hit, Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't want her to be your kid because you wouldn't be proud of her. She's not one of those children that you go, oh, you'd be so lucky to have a child like Sadie. You wouldn't. That is a, a terrible thing to say, isn't it? Like, if she was your daughter, you wouldn't be proud of her. Yeah. Wow. That's a damning indictment. She's not handling... She does this whole... like even Even in the theme song, she says she want, she'd love another girl around the place. Who should be her. Someone, Someone to back, back me up, up so, so I always have, have the last word. word. That's why she wants another, like another woman around. Not so she can have a mother. Not that she <laughs> misses her mum. Just that she wants things her own way. Yeah. And it's like, why do you, you, you clearly don't need another girl around the place to get things your own way because you're getting them anyway. Yeah. You fuck, you fuck around in everyone's life and nothing bad ever happens to you. And that is just the most frustrating thing in the world. Wow. We've said a lot. Yeah. I didn't realise I had this much to say well, about this I didn't. Show. I didn't know that you did either. Wow, you've got a lot of... <laughs> do you feel better? Uh, actually, I do. I do. I feel it's quite... Good. Good. It's been quite therapeutic for me to get all of this off my chest. So I've got to get something off my chest now. Go for it. Well, I want to circle back to the pop cultural references. Right, yeah. Go for it. Because Sadie's personal hero is Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what her surname is now. I don't know. Yeah, I know. She's gone back to her own. I remember I was talking to my dad about Cheryl Cole and he hates Cheryl Cole. Why? Um, Because she twatted a toilet attendant while shouting racial slurs at her. Yeah, but wasn't she like um, hit in her own relationship? Yeah, but it doesn't mean you You can't. (laughs) No, it does. Adrian, you can't hate a victim. But she also twatted a toilet attendant while shouting racial slurs. So you can't hate the toilet attendant either. No, I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, she does. She's a. Vi- I mean, she's a victim of her own success, isn't she? She's one of those came to fame. Mm. Never really ha- so young. She's never really lived in the real world. Yeah, I think she can get away with doing things like twatting a toilet attendant and. I said in saying a, racial slurs and getting away with it. I said in a year eight humanities class. Um, for some reason, we were talking about Cheryl Cole. And I said, yeah, she's racist, isn't she? And my teacher said, how can she be racist, Elsie? She married a black man. And all the class laughed at me. So that's a fun story, isn't it? What teacher was this? Well, you don't know them. No, but I wanted to know what they teach. Humanities. Yeah, which one? Just all of them. Uh, when you're in year eight, they kind of mix them together so sort of like the re type situation yeah, yeah. so your re philosophy and ethics teacher yes. was telling you that if you marry a black man you can't be racist that's right yeah oh <laughs> yeah wow yeah good lesson it's sort of like oh well you know if you eat a food that you don't like well you can't eat it because you've you can't hate it because you've eaten it yeah that's it that's yeah. it yeah makes complete sense 
So sometimes you don't know that you hate a food. <laughs> tried it. I don't, you don't think... know that you're a racist so you married a black man. I don't think it's a perfect analogy. It's not one for one, but yeah, fine. Similar. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. So Sadie J is I mean, this really shows the age of the show that the biggest celebrity in the UK at that point was Cheryl Cole. It's amazing how quickly like Cheryl Cole just frittered into mm. insignificance because who the fuck is, who, what does she do these days? I yeah. forgot she exists. She had that um, hairspray advert, didn't she? It was like from my first ballet competition to going out tonight. Do you remember that? Why are you going out? You're like 50. Oh, how old is she? <laughs> I don't know. Not that fifty-year-olds can't go out. We know your no, dad. Often lo- do. You know your dad loves to have a pop at the clubs in York, doesn't he? He does. Well, no, it was in Hull that he went to the gay club until five I in the he morning. Tried to take you to. Um, well, it was an idea. World, wasn't it? it was an idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't go in the end. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, in Hull, he's yeah. There's a poster. There's a poster in Sadie J's room of Cheryl Cole, and she occasionally like talks to it and it talks back like she does something bad and Cheryl's like why I man pet you gone too far this time maybe that's why Sadie likes Cheryl Cole so much because Cheryl Cole is also a nasty bitch makes mistakes yeah and this was also Sadie J is scared of foreigners clearly (laughs) (laughs) this was very much at the time when the ITV2 mafia was trying to make her into the nation's sweetheart do you remember when X Factor was like an actual thing that people watched well people do still watch it and i forget living you know with you guys that people do families still watch saturday night tv mm. but not in the way we used to it used to be bigger i want to know Britain's why got talent used to have a chokehold over well because it, it was in the glory days before Streaming, Streaming, wasn't it? And now you can watch whatever the fuck you want on a Saturday night. And I think people began to get wise to the exploitative nature of those shows as well. And the thing is, most of the people who watch it now were the people who were watching it back in 2011. Mm. It's not like people have grown up and it's gained a new audience. God, no. So it's... It's like because people, people have just got tired of it because it's like had its day. Love Island has swept up that would-be audience. Like oh, I, yeah. I think more like reality shows have taken over talent shows. Reality shows are coming back as well, aren't they? Like they're making yeah. a bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah. But talent shows, there's only no. so much shite you can watch. Yeah, I would like for variety shows to make a comeback. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, I'm going to do an episode on the slammer at some point, and I'll probably <gasps> the talk. The slammer! About... I forgot about the slammer. Yeah. Please don't give that to someone else. I want that one. Uh, you can have that one, but Adrian's got to be in it. Okay. Because it's one I of his bloody, favorite shows. Bloody loved the slammer. Oh, we need to talk about this. We've never spoken about I this. Bloody love. Oh, because well, yes. I forgot that it existed. The slammer was brilliant. I, do you remember the episode where that guy dances in that giant slinky to popcorn by yeah. hot butter? Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's pretty much all I remember. Now, that is why variety shows are good. Like, talent show. I mean, that's why the... And the guy that dances in, like, the the giant uh, balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, why the audition stages of Britain's Got Talent were the things that people watched people rather didn't than... care after that yeah no god no so the nation craves variety yes, shows like, yes. but with without the cruelty 
of the audition. Well, it's like it's like the original TikTok. It's like it's why you yeah. being framed was so popular. Yeah. Easy watch. I think this is yeah. why people like Gogglebox so much as well, because it's like it's it's entertainment, but you don't have to commit to watching a full show. Yeah, it's like entertainment for the ADHD Twitter generation. Yeah. It's like you can only focus on one nugget of entertainment at a time yeah. before like five seconds tops, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. Bring it bring it back, I say. Bring back variety. Yeah. Yeah. Like the seventies. Like the seventies, yeah. Like we'd know. <laughs> <laughs> they were big in the seventies though. Like what was the <sighs> The good old days? Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, uh, Pixie Lot was in an episode. Fuck me, was she? Yeah, Pixie Lot was in an episode. What because, episode? Uh, I don't know. I meant to watch it before I spoke about fair it. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Happens to the best of us But that is a very Pixie Lot thing to do, is to turn up on kids' TV in 2011. I could have I sworn it's had a few more cameos than that as well. So who who were the other cameos? Little Mix are credited as themselves. That's incredible. Paul Hollywood is credited as Bjorn Ulysses. <laughs> he looks like a Bjorn Ulysses and all. But yeah, just a few people I remember being in it. Listen to this. A soundtrack for the show was to be released sometime in 2013. It would include songs from and inspired by the show, including original songs by Georgia Locke, who played Sadie yeah. J, alongside other songs by artists such as The Wanted and Cheryl Cole. Brilliant. This idea was probably scrapped as of the final episode. In early 2013, a complete box set of Sadie J was announced by the BBC to be released in Christmas 2013. However, on the 1st November 2013, the BBC stated that since the soundtrack was postponed, there wouldn't be a point to the DVD. And neither of those things got made. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's the end of Sadie J. <laughs> that's how it ended. That is how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. That's why you. it's not an iPlayer. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It, They're ashamed. We've had to watch it on YouTube. Yep. Where it is, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> some um, hero uploaded some it. Some hero who's downloaded it and then re-uploaded it to YouTube. Like, imagine how much this ages it, right? So Kit is saying, no, you can't get Cheryl. Cheryl's a queen. Cheryl's a diva. It goes, Madonna, Gaga, Cheryl. Does it fuck go Madonna, Gaga, Cheryl? Cheryl yeah. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It fucking does not. <laughs> It's like, who do you think you are? Dramatic pause. Sass. You know Cheryl about as well as I know the offside rule. Oh, it's simple. When you pass the last defender... Never said I wanted to know it. Kit, you've got to help me. You follow her tweets. You get Shizzalert sent to your mobile whenever she breaks a nail. If anyone can get to her, you can. Sass. You don't get it. Shizza is off limits. It goes Gaga, Madonna, Cheryl. (laughs) Cheryl, why? Ain't never going to happen, girlfriend. Do you have any final comments about this show that i kind of hate but kind of love i i i think it's hugely problematic which is probably why the cbb why sorry why the cbbc why bbc is has like attempted to uh seemingly (laughs) yeah distance itself from it because it's quite you know how we were talking about how the friendship dynamic in Am I High and how it's like, it shows that there Pull can back. be, you know, friendships across the different social categories. Mm. It's like they tried to do that in Sadie J, but re- like really badly because it's, they're really nasty to Dee Dee all the time. Yeah. 
And Dee Dee is correct about most things, apart from when she goes like too hard on the feminism and she's like, I am not a cheerleader. I am a free woman. And it's like, it's like, do you hate yeah, women? No, but also props to her for standing up for what she believes in. Yeah, because, always did. Because Sadie J will will ditch anything if it gets her what she wants. She's yeah. got no belief. She stands for nothing. She lacks a spine. Yeah. She, yeah. She, evil. she just wants what she wants and she's got it out for anyone who will stand in her way. And I hate the bitch. I hate her. I've said it. It feels like I hate a, child. a misogynistic and homophobic show because it's so bad it makes me hate the girls and the gays. It well, feels I like hate the show... that girl and I hate that gay. <laughs> the show feels like it hates women. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for how much time we've spent dunking on Sadie J and not raising Keith up because Keith oh, is just I the know. best character. I know. He's so unbothered by everything. Yeah, don't worry. I will be putting plenty of Keith clips in here because I don't think our words can actually do do him justice. Okay, all right. Yeah. It's not as bad as it looks, boss. No, it's worse than that. I only asked you to change the oil. I know, but cars hate me today. It's like I'm cursed. Everything I touch goes bad. See? I'm the world's worst mechanic. No, that's not because cars hate you. It's... You know, you just got to be a bit more careful, mate. That's all. Huh? That's a coincidence. His characterization of his characterization is, so is fantastic, and you know how the dad is like painted as a pushover. Yeah, I think you know how. So Keith is his his stereotype is that he's actually very bad at being a mechanic, mm-hmm. and he's a mechanic's apprentice, but he's very shit at it. It's kind of a layabout. And Steve is a is a pushover, so he's well, obviously he likes Keith. But he's also too nice to tell Keith to fuck off. Yeah, Keith go. lives there as well. He's a living apprentice. Yeah, he's a living apprentice. But it makes you wonder about the apprentices who have come before, who have clearly <laughs> been scared off by the fact that Steve has got one horrible fucking daughter. <laughs> the mechanics, the mechanics of yore, who were really, really good at their jobs, that didn't want to live there because Sadie J was just an annoying brat. Makes you think. I feel like we've had a lot of final word moments. I think we in have. This, but yeah. If you if you ask me to give you another, I'll keep going. I can yeah, keep yeah, giving yeah. you final words no, for the I rest of the evening. Yeah. But it's half past ten, and <laughs> yeah. I've got a bit of a cold, and all my painkillers have worn off, so now I'm a bit sweaty. Well, I think that's maybe time to do the socials. Um, Twitter is at Thoughts TV. Thoughts on. Oh, you do it. Twitter is <laughs> at thoughts underscore underscore TV. And then Instagram is at thoughts TV, but the O is a zero. Easy. And if you want to email us, thoughts TV 2002. Please send us emails because we've actually had a few emails. Um, and we love them. Um, yeah. The, those of you who have sent us emails, um, it's been the best parts of our day. Thank you. Thank you. Watch Sadie J, uh, but only do it once because it'll really hurt your head. You aren't going to enjoy it. That's the thing. But also you might because we kind of half did. Well, I think I enjoy it in a like nostalgic way, but that's what this show's about. (laughs) That's the podcast. That's the podcast. (laughs) Night, everyone. Night, everyone.